Every business has 10 problems at any given time that need to be solved. And the way we solve our problems is by asking questions and getting answers that help us to get to the next step, to get into action and try things. Because we can't just solve problems in thought, we need to actually take action. And to help you get into action, to help you feel confident and provide clarity so you know what to do next, I am hosting two free, completely free, live Ask Me Anything sessions on May 21st and May 22nd. They are divided by pre-launch. If you haven't launched yet, I'll take questions about that. And then post-launch, if you have a business and you're ready to grow it, or maybe you have questions about whether you checked all the boxes correctly, I'll focus on those questions. And to register totally free, you go to foodbizsuccess.com forward slash AMA 2024. Get yourself registered. You can come to one or both of them. And it's a way for you to get to know me and my expertise after working with hundreds of packaged food brands and helping them launch and scale to 100K and beyond, this is a great way for you to come and ask that burning question so you get an answer and can move forward and get more success more quickly. When we get into motion and action, we see success and we get momentum. So come join me, get yourself registered, The link is also below in the description. See you there. Welcome to Your Food Business Success. This podcast is for early stage entrepreneurs in the packaged food industry ready to finally turn that delicious idea into reality. I'm your host, Sari Kimball. I have guided hundreds of food brand founders to success as an industry expert and business coach. And it's gotta be fun. In this podcast, I share with you mindset tools to become a true entrepreneur and run your business like a boss. Interviews with industry experts to help you understand the business you are actually in and food founder journeys so you can learn what worked and didn't work and not feel so alone in your own journey. Now let's jump in. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Glad you're here with me today. Today's topic came up in one, not one, but two client calls this week. So I always know that other people need to hear it too. I've been thinking a lot about how I want to share this topic anyway. So perfect timing. Let's do it. Today, I want to talk with you about courage Because courage is required for you to launch and grow your food business. And I want to give you some tools and strategies that you can implement pretty quickly and in really small ways that will help build that courage muscle, which ultimately creates confidence. And so that's really the most important thing is that courage actually does create more confidence in you and which is what is required um, to really get to that goal that you have. I want to just say first that courage never feels good. I think that we have a myth, especially in 
uh, Western culture, maybe even American culture of this myth of like the firefighter running into the burning building or somebody hiking Mount Everest or (laughs) something like that, that courage is like this amazing emotion and, and it's kind of idealized and just like, yeah, I'm courageous. woohoo! <laughs> and I will tell you from experience that courage never feels good. If you follow me on social media, you know that back in July, I went skydiving. I was really doing a good job managing my mind. Like, you know, did the training, got the suit on, um, did all the things, got in line with the airplane, um, connected to my tandem flight instructor, skydiving instructor, and we got on the airplane, like all the things, right? And then we go up in the air and I'm just like, I'm breathing. I'm like, okay, this is fine. This is fine. Like, I'm good. And then people start jumping out of the plane. And I was last. So I don't know, there's maybe 12 of us on there. So people start going overboard. And then I see my best friend, Trisha, start to go out. And I like, she looks back and I'm just like, ah, <laughs> like she's she's gone, you know? And so everybody falls off the plane and my instructor is like inching me forward. You kind of straddle these benches and, you know, we're connected. So he's behind me. It's a little awkward because you're attached to this other person. And so you just kind of keep inching your way forward on this bench and towards the plane. And we're going and going and I get Oh, just almost right to the end of that bench. And fear really kicks in. And I'm looking around, I'm looking at that door. Everybody, like the last person besides me has gone off the plane, out the door. And everything in me just wanted to say, heck no. What are you kidding me? I was like, no. I mean, it was a physiological response of like normal people like should not be jumping out of airplanes. You know, this is not what we should be doing. It's kind of that survival mechanism. I really I had this moment of like, this is courage. This feels terrible. I felt like I wanted to run. I was like, no, but I just was like, all right, I'm I'm going to keep going. Like I had every faith that I would end up alive on the ground. But that moment of like getting to the end of the bench, standing up, being, I mean, in some ways, I, I mean, I was literally being pushed, but I mean, I could have said, no, I don't want to do this. But I was like, just took some deep breaths and was like, I was terrified at that moment. And then, you know, next thing I know, we're hanging out the door, the wind, (laughs) the ground is in front of me. And then we just go and we fell, right? You kind of fall out. You don't really jump. That moment, I just, 
it was so interesting afterwards. That was the moment I kept replaying in my mind. And it was actually a little traumatic. It was like, if you've ever been in a car accident or something like that, that, that moment when you realize like, this is bad, something is happening, and your body goes into that fight or flight mode, right, to protect you. It was the same thing. I just kept looping back on that. And I just thought, oh my gosh, like that is courage. That it, it feels terrible in the moment. And so I want you to just sit with that for a minute because it's important that we know what that feeling lo- feels like inside of our body. Knowing that courage does not feel good, it kind of gives us a little bit of a break. It it helps us relax and be like, okay, I get it. <laughs> like, I have my own back here and of course courage feels terrible. You know, I've look, been looking for an opportunity to share that experience with you and I guess just to finish it. Yeah, fell out of the plane. And then you kind of do your like, but they call it banana, like where you're kind of arching your back. And you're supposed to scream on the way when you first fall out, they want you to like, scream, not out of fear, but out of practicality that like the wind, you're falling so fast, we were at 14,000 feet. And I think we fell for about a minute free fall. And so you're falling, you know, the air is coming so fast at you that oftentimes people will hold their breath because it's hard to breathe in. But if you scream and you breathe out, your natural bodily response is to breathe in. So I was screaming a lot. (laughs) Um, Just if you ever decide you want to go skydiving, just know um, the one thing that really surprised me was the ear popping, right? Because you're you're falling at this tall, very high altitude and then very quickly changing your altitude. So just know like the popping was real. Um, <laughs> that was a little bit painful. But then, and and because this is a school, they want you to do everything yourself if possible. So um, we, I was looking at my altimeter and then when you get to, I think it was... 6,000 feet, something like that. Um, That's when you pull the cord. So I pulled my own cord and then you kind of jerk um, as the parachute catches, which isn't very comfortable either. But um, after that, the instructor kind of adjusted my straps and I was almost able to like sit uh, in these, in this harness. And then from there, then you kind of ride, take the ride down, right? And he was helping, I was like steering and we, I did get a little nauseous. I will have to say, <laughs> I did ask for the wild ride. Um, I figured if I'm going to do this, let's go all in. But I will say the wild ride made, made me a little nauseous. So, um, and then, yeah, you just kind of float down and, and I was really nervous. The only thing I was really nervous about actually before I started was the landing. Like, how do you land? I just, <laughs> what's the sounds horrible. Um, but you either slide in on your butt or, um, sometimes you can land on your feet, but we just slid in on, on my butt. So the landing was actually very easy. Interestingly, I didn't know how I would feel after, right? Like I was very curious about that. If I would feel like 
I can do anything. I can conquer the world. If I can do that, I can do anything. And it wasn't that at all. In fact, it was more like, yeah, that's what I do. That's what we do here. We do hard things. We do things that scare us. We push ourselves. And like, yeah, Sarah, you're just kind of a badass. Like, of course you jumped out of an airplane. So it was interesting because it felt very aligned in my life. Like, I do hard things a lot. I put myself out there a lot. And so, yeah, it was interesting because Trisha's daughter was more in the like, wow, if I can do that, I can do anything, you know, being in her her late 20s. Um, And maybe it's just being older, but also being an entrepreneur, you have to take a lot more risks. And, And that's something I've really worked on the last few years is pushing myself in that way. So anyway, that's kind of the full, the full wrap up um, of the skydiving, my skydiving experience. And then as I was talking with my client this week, he, um, he's one of my favorite clients because he, you guys are all my favorite clients, but he really like absorbs some of this mindset stuff that we, we talk about. I mean, we talk about action and look at pricing and we're looking at man, co-manufacturing and what are we going to do there? And so there's a lot of action going on and next steps and all of that. But um, we do end up spending a good amount of time on some of those mindset stuff. And as we're getting closer to this being a reality, he came to me on the call and said, you know, I'm starting to get really nervous about having product and um, actually having to go out and sell it. And I said, yeah, I totally understand that. I get that. Like, Many of you, most of you, I would think, are creating a a business because you're really passionate about the product and you're passionate about your mission. That makes sense. And then and then when you do the real work of the business, you're like, oh, I can't just make my amazing product and it's just going to magically sell. I have to show up on social media. I have to go make offers to people, whether it's at a farmer's market or a store or a restaurant, right? Whatever it is, like you're going to have to put yourself out there. And that fear of rejection and judgment is real. It's, It's not easy, especially if you're not used to putting yourself out there like that. And I know some of you guys, you know, a lot of people I work with, it's about half and half. Half the people I work with are, they're already kind of innately good at sales. And you can go back, um, I had a whole sales series, um, I think back in October, it's around episode 61 through 64. There's sales, um, a, a bunch of podcasts about sales. So I think those would be very valuable to you. But you know, you'll hear Brian from Barfly Salsa talk about doing sales. And that's just something that comes really natural to him. He's already in a job where he does sales anyway. So he's very practiced. For many of you, at least half, maybe even more, um, many of you are not so inclined to sales. And, you know, maybe you're just more introverted or you just don't really have a skill set around that. It's not something you've had to do in your in your life, in your work. It's scary. It's like you start seeing the door of the airplane, right? And you're inching forward in your business. And then you're getting like 
oh, I have a product. It's labeled. I have the manufacturing figured out. I have the license. I know where I'm going to go with this. I have the sell sheet, whatever it is. And you're like, now I actually have to get up and do something, jump out of this plane. And I said to him, you know, courage never feels good. And we talked about you know, you're going to be in the parking lot ready to go in and approach that potential account and you're going to feel horrible. Like, let's not think that it feels good, that you're going to feel amazing. You're going to be like, yeah, I'm so excited (laughs) to go and have this conversation, at least at the beginning, if it's not something you're practiced at. And he was like, yeah, you're right. I can see that. And so we kind of talked about like, what are you going to do in that moment when, you know, everything in you is going to want to turn around and get back in your car and say, screw this, that's too hard. And so I wanted to give you a couple strategies because he asked me, he's like, so what can I do to uh, overcome this? Like, how do I actually get through that courage and the feeling, right, actually employ courage. So I want to offer you a couple of the strategies that uh, we did together. So the first thing we did was, okay, your brain is telling you that this sales thing is really foreign. You've never done it before. It's really scary. Like you have no idea what you're doing. And what we actually did was say, okay, where are there examples in your life where you have shown courage, where you have felt determination, where you have been committed? So even when something was hard and even when you didn't know what you were doing, you did it anyway. And we came up with three on our call, but I said, I want you to go back and find 10 examples and they could be big or small, right? Like, One of them was, you know, when you started your college education, like you don't know what you don't know yet, like you're learning and you're going to have to put it into practice and make mistakes and fail and put yourself out there. And the determination and the courage that is required to go from just starting school to graduating school. Um. And so I want you, if you're, you're like, yeah, I'm doing hard things. This is really scary. How do I build that courage muscle? I want you to think about past examples and force your brain to answer. Again, they could be small. They could be way back to your childhood. You got on that roller coaster that was really scary. Um, you asked somebody out, right? You were determined uh, to make that person your your spouse or whatever it is, right? Like there are other places in your life. And what we can do is borrow that and and kind of, you know, equal airtime. Like your brain's going to say, you don't know how to do this, but like actually here's 10 experiences, 10 places in my life where I have demonstrated that, where the why was strong enough that I was willing to feel terrible in the moment take that deep breath and do it anyway. Get up and maybe do a speaking uh, gig, right? Or even in class, if you had to do public speaking, like that's a big one for people. Um, But where were you willing to be rejected? Where were you willing to be judged? Um, Because, 
I mean, honestly, you know, the why is so important. And that's what we talked about. Next was what, you know, what is going, what thought is going to create that feeling of determination? And we talked about, you know, determination, commitment doesn't necessarily feel super positive. In my body, it's like in my gut and it's like grit. It's strong and solid, and I'm just like, I'm doing this no matter how I feel. It doesn't matter if I'm inspired. It doesn't matter if I want to do it or not. I'm doing it anyways, no matter what. And so tapping into some thoughts that create that feeling of determination, because determination is going to help you move into courage and be willing to do the hard things. So thinking about some thoughts like, um, I can do hard things. I always figure it out. Um, you know, if you're religious, you know, God is always um, looking out for me, always takes care of me, or the universe. Um, and so coming up with some thoughts of like, even just, I'm, I am committed I believe in my why strong enough. You got to have such a strong why. I have an episode about that early on in the podcast, but creating, developing that hard, strong why is going to be everything to you sticking with this and feeling determined and committed and moving into courage. So those were the first two. And then And then we said, I said, he said, well, how can I make this easier? And so in addition to finding examples in your life where you have been committed and determined and, and felt courage and did it anyway, feel the, feel the fear and do it anyway. And then really getting intentional about the thoughts that you're thinking and I would write them on post-it notes, put them around. I, one post-it note I have um, on my on my computer right now is I can handle this. I can handle anything. So that's the first two. And then in, to really start building up the muscle of confidence and courage, what I challenged him to do is for the next nine days to do small acts of courage, things that are fairly low risk. And what we want to do is start taking some bolder action in small ways, because we increase the, our willingness to say, oh, if I can do that, I can do this. So some ideas were go to your coffee shop or the cafe or the restaurant that you, you know, you go to and ask them for a discount or ask them for it to comp your meal. It's, there's going to be a sense of courage in the moment, right? But it's fairly low risk. And, you know, I said, well, what's the worst that could happen? And he's like, oh, she, you know, he or she would laugh at me or kind of give me a weird look. And I said, yeah, that's really the worst that would happen. I mean, they're not going to throw coffee in your face or anything. And sometimes every now and again, they might say yes, but you're expecting a no right? You're not expecting a yes. And you feel the fear and you say the awkward thing and you're willing to kind of be uncomfortable in the moment. You know, you say, hey, can I have this on the house today? 
And then you're going to stop talking. You're not going to explain why. And they're going to say whatever they say. And you're going to realize like, oh, I can handle this. Another example, and this is such a small thing. You might be like, oh, some of you might not think that this takes any courage at all. But sometimes I'll see someone at a event or, you know, wherever I'm at. And I'll, I'll see like a woman who has great shoes or great hair, whatever that day. And I like want to say like, Hey, I love your shoes. And for whatever reason, it's like stuck in my throat. And so forcing myself to be a little awkward and, and make like, all I'm doing is telling her a compliment. Like, that shouldn't be hard, but it it does feel like I'm putting myself out there. She could look at me and, you know, be like, ugh, whatever, something. I don't know. I don't know why that scares me a little bit, but <laughs> those are, you know, those are places where I'll just like force myself to, to make, you know, say that compliment or to walk up to somebody, you know, on the street who has a sign out, like give them money. Um, just those small ways where, you know, could you help somebody carry their groceries to the car? Those things are going to force you out of your comfort zone. And even though likely they will be well um, received, it's still, there's still a little bit of courage that you have to demonstrate. And so think about ways in your life that you can um, put yourself a little out of your comfort zone, feel a little, you know, you're going to feel that butterflies and a little bit of nervous energy and you're going to take a breath and you're going to do it anyway. Right. And so think about areas in your life that you could practice that. And I would encourage you to say for the next week, I'm going to do something every day. And another option is like social media, right? For, for some of you, like doing a reel is a great act of courage. And so that could be another one or making an offer to somebody, right? But again, we want low stakes things. We want things that are no matter what the outcome, like, okay, you do a reel and you get zero likes, like, okay, so what? Don't make it mean anything about you. Celebrate that you overcame and you did it anyway. And it's not really about the likes or the comments. And then lastly, what we talked about was reframing it. I said, what if, so we talked, we went through the model, right? And determination was in our feeling line. Um, You know, circumstance was just sales. We need to do sales in the business to actually make money. And then thoughts were around like, I can, I figure this out. I can do hard things. Some of those thoughts created a feeling of determination, And then we talked about the actions that we're going to take, right? And those actions are going to require courage. And then we said, you know, what is the result that we want to create? And we actually worked backwards. So we started with the result. And so we said, you know, we want to get 160 orders um, to move his product, this initial round of product out. And it was like, okay, great. And I said, I'm going to tweak that a little bit. And I'm actually going to make the result that you also need to get 100 no's to sell 160 units of your product. And he was like, mm. <laughs> like, I know. 
But in order to get the result of 160 yeses, I want you to reframe this to say the goal is actually to get 100 noes. That it's, it's, we're not going to make it mean anything if we get a no, because a no actually means we're making progress to our goals. We actually want to celebrate the no. Like, yes, that's one more no. Like, put a tally mark and keep going. How fast can I get through the no's so that I can get the yeses? I said, what if I guaranteed you that you will get 160 yeses, but you have to get 100 no's? Now we can say, oh, the no's are part of the goal. They're part of the result that I need to create. So let's go do that, right? And so having a strong why that's going to keep you motivated and determined, it's going to be really helpful in this. But knowing that the goal is first to get the 100 no's because that will open you up. So those are some strategies I wanted to offer. You don't have to go jump out of an airplane, <laughs> but challenge yourself to do some, some kind of scary things. Maybe it's, I don't know, getting on a scooter. Um, we did that with a group of friends. I've ridden them before. I don't particularly love them, but um, you know that was an act of courage for some of the girlfriends I, I was with to get on one of those scooters in Austin and ride around, right? Um, so just little things like maybe you put on rollerblades or you, you know, even take a bike ride to somewhere you've never been. Um, all those things are going to require some amount of courage. So let's start building our courage muscle. Uh, I challenge you to do seven days of a bold action that forces you into a little bit of courage. And I'd love for you to report back in our private Facebook group and let me know how that confidence challenge went and if it helped you to feel courage and do it anyway and realize that you're not going to die. Because that's all, you know, your brain's just trying to protect you. Your brain's just trying to say, do not jump out that airplane. Do not approach that buyer. Do not make that offer. Do not put yourself on social media because we could die. We could be rejected, which leads to ostracization, right? We could be judged. We could be kicked out of the group. It all makes sense. And having a little compassion for ourselves, like, yeah, I'm a human being. Of course, I feel this. And I'm going to do it anyway. I will tell you one other thing that I think can be very helpful to help you get through the courage and into confidence. And that is expertise and knowledge. But not just like the googling around and hoping it's the right thing, but like actually knowing that this is the right information, that you're doing it correctly, and you have a guide that has done this before, which of course I would offer is me when you're just starting out. Um, And Food Business Success was designed to really give you the step-by-step, especially around logistics and legal and setting up your foundations. That's exactly what it was built for. And then one-on-one coaching can really help be a guide and help you skip the line to in this industry as you want to grow and scale. 
And when you know you have the right information and you have an edge, right, you have an advantage, you're already feeling more confident. It's like when you're running a track race, which I don't run, but I was reading about this, that the people who are on the inside track, so they're further along, that they, even though it's the same distance that everybody's running, there's a perception and a confidence from a lot of people when they are in that uh, that part of the track that's further out. There's probably a, a real name for it. <laughs> in any case, knowing that you have your own back and you have the right information and you can just jump ahead and have a guide it can be a real confidence booster. You still have to take the action required uh, and do the work and do some of the hard courage stuff, but it does help it to be a lot easier. And this is the perfect time to get that support because next week, we start our Impossible Goal program that will be four months, and it's really about sprinting, doing that goal sprint for this last quarter of the year. So September, we're going to set you up with a How to Achieve Your Goal workshop, and I'm going to give you all of the strategies, the five steps that I use to achieve big, impossible goals, and I work with my clients on as well. And it's so great to walk away with a goal plan, but guess what? Courage is required because now you have to go take action. You're going to have to take massive, big action where you're making offers and putting yourself in quote unquote harm's way to be rejected. And then we are building in work time and accountability. When you have accountability, you are 95% more likely to actually achieve a big goal. So this is really key. So we're going to be having check-in calls as well as our monthly group coaching calls inside Fuel. So if you've been thinking about joining Food Business Success, now is the time. I would love to see you on that call and help hold you accountable and give you the tools and ideas and support that you need to go after that impossible goal and to help you create the courage through your thoughts and your emotions to go and do those hard things. That's what it's all about. That's entrepreneurship in a nutshell. Until next time, have an amazing, courageous week. Go do something hard. The smartest thing you can do as an entrepreneur is to invest in a who to help you with the how, to speed up your journey and help you skip the line. When you are ready for more support and accountability to finally get this thing done, you can work with me in two ways. Get me all to yourself with one-on-one business coaching or join Food Business Success, which includes membership inside Fuel, our community of food business founders that includes monthly live group coaching calls, and so much more. It's one of my favorite places to hang out, and I would love to see you there. Go to foodbizsuccess.com to start your journey towards your own food business success.